When did the image of success become so shallow and cookie cutter? It's carefree entrepreneurship, sprawling homes, and curated aesthetics, all wrapped up in a simplified social media post, rife with the latest buzzwords explaining how you're just one manifestation away from the life of your dreams. But building thriving businesses and positioning yourself as a leader in any industry has little to do with hitting these external validations and everything to do with cutting through the crap and getting to work. My name is James Patrick, and I'm an internationally published photographer, marketing strategist, and your host in this discussion. I've spent decades studying the mechanics of success so I could reverse engineer the process. Together, let's specifically define what success means to you and determine the steps to get you there. With real strategies, exclusive interviews, and game-changing ideas you can implement into your life and business. It's time to go beyond the facade, beyond the posturing, beyond the image to create real change personally and professionally. This is the Beyond the Image Podcast. My guest today is Melissa Page. She is the host of the Getting Soul Fit podcast. Melissa, how are you doing today? Good. How are you? Having an excellent day. Super excited that you could join us on the show. Um, you and I were just talking off air that you're you're in school right now to become a therapist. Yes. That is awesome. What what got you kind of into that field? Oh my goodness. Well, <laughs> Um, a, a various amount of things. So when, as young as I could remember, I've always been really, really interested in the way people think. Mm -hmm. I was always, um, psychoanalyzing people, although I didn't realize that's what it was when I was really, really young. Um, and then as I got older, I really, you know, I, I really was intrigued by like, I don't know, dark psychology, um, criminal psychology. So think the movie seven or <laughs> any of mm. those the bone collector like wow. really trying to understand <laughs> yeah i know we're just gonna jump right into it um but you know honestly um that's what started my love for of psychology um but my why became something that came out of my own journey so my own my own um traumatic experiences mm -hmm. and breaking free of those and wanting to use my pain and turn it into a passion and like help other people do the same thing. Mm. So. And that's, I, I, I guarantee that resonates with so many listeners because for many <laughs> of us, when we, when we launch into something um, not to minimize what you went through, but you know, I'll use the expression, like we start by scratching our own itch mm -hmm. and trying to solve our own problems. And mm -hmm. once we, have figured something out or we've navigated something that may have been very difficult or may have been very um, uh, cloudy and we found some clarity through that, 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 that feeling of accomplishment and of, of outcome and success is, is something that we want to share with others. We're like, well, I figured something out and I want to, I want to share what, whatever it was I figured out with others, what was that journey like for you? Um, you know, as, as much context as you're comfortable giving from deciding that you needed to make a change to realizing a path to get to achieving that change. Well, there was um, several instances in my life um, that I've had like 
I would consider like a rock bottom or however you want to phrase it, an emotional bottom. Mm -hmm. Um, The first one was December, the end of December in 2010. Um, So I was very much lost in my life. I was um, not comfortable in my own skin. I didn't like what I saw in the mirror. Um, I felt socially awkward. Um, And so I, you know, I started partying when I was really young um, and I, I didn't go into partying thinking it would become a problem. You know, we never do that, Um, but it ultimately became a problem. Um, Alcoholism and addiction runs on both sides of my family. And um, unfortunately, or fortunately, I consider it a good thing now. Um, I, I'm an addict. And so I, what started off as a party ended up um, with me really losing who I was. Um, and I was going from like semi-normal weight to, I'm five foot six and um, I weighed 104 pounds. I was battling anorexia and um, fitness bulimia. And I was drinking and doing cocaine and smoking one to two packs of cigarettes a day. And so um, I just remember December 31st, I 2010, I didn't make it a New Year's resolution or anything. I just had enough. I looked in the mirror and I was like, I don't like what I see. And one, you know, I'm either going to die or I'm going to die. <laughs> Basically, there's there's no other way around that. So January 1st, 2011, I got sober um, and my life got monumentally better. And I started um, loving, you know, who I was and everything. My life got, you know, really, really good. I was living in North Carolina. I moved to California to pursue um, my goals. And I had several. Um, I love fitness. And one of them was to continue coaching people in that arena. Um, I still had my mind on psychology, but at the time I didn't know uh, what that was going to look like. Um, But I knew whatever it was I needed to do in California because I absolutely wanted to live on the West Coast. Um, And I did. That dream of mine came true. Um, And then in 2019, um, I met somebody that uh, turned out to be, um, according to my therapist, and I'm very transparent, I, I go to therapy. I don't think it should be stigmatized. I feel like more people should go. Um, but well, someone my, who's going to be a therapist, yeah. it, it behooves <laughs> you to encourage people to go to therapy. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, so I'm a little bit biased there, but yeah, I, um, I, uh, my therapist, uh, cannot, you can't side seat diagnose. In other words, I can't diagnose somebody that I haven't seen if I'm not a licensed therapist. Right. But according to her, she's like, I am like 99.9% certain the person that you had met in 2019 that you got in that relationship with was what I would consider, um, someone that has narcissistic personality disorder. Um, and someone that also has antisocial personality disorder. In other words, um, a narcissistic psychopath. Um, so that relationship was definitely, um, extremely abusive. Um, I ended up, uh, dressing the way he preferred that I dress. I ended up, um, isolating myself from my friends and not being able to sleep constantly anxious. Um, always stressed out, always worried, walking on eggshells, um, definitely controlled, you know, and that sort of thing. But I broke free from that relationship, um, February, 2020 and the damage from that relationship, um, 
it broke me. It quite literally broke me. Um, and I was like, I don't even know how I'm going to get myself back. Um, but I'm going to do whatever it takes. And then, you know, COVID happened. And so California, the state of California, like a lot of states essentially shut down, which kind of forced a lot of people to go inward. And I was one of them. And so I dived into, um, multiple avenues of help, getting help and, you know, really diving into like, okay, now that I know, you know, what I had dealt with, that's great. There's no more confusion, but like, where do I go from here? And how do I prevent this from happening again? Because the question becomes not, you know, what is that person and why did they do this to me? The question is, well, why did I stay? Mm-hmm. And that is what I need to heal. That is what I needed to heal to really start to heal. Um, so since 2020, it's been, the journey's just been like really um, working on the PTSD um, and healing and growing and then realizing, oh my God, I know now twice, <laughs> there's been twice in my life that I've like wanted to die. And then I've started to really live. And I also have heard of so many cases where people um, men or women, right? Abusive relationships. And they either go back and go back and go back and go back, or they leave the relationship. They don't heal the trauma. They don't determine what is the cycle of theirs that they need to work on. And then they initially date the same person in a different package, mm-hmm. you know? So I want to help people break free and not just break free. I want to help people freaking shine. <laughs> I want people to go, go far, you know, to fly. I want people to soar. That's what I want. Um, so that's basically my why. What was it like kind of coming to this, really this, this turning point, mm-hmm. uh, that happened literally weeks before everything changed in the world. I mean, you said February, 2020, <laughs> I mean, we're like, two, three weeks from like a global shutdown, how did that impact or did it impact um, really your, your journey in trying to make this, this very intense change within your life? Well, at first um, I didn't know what had happened. And I know that sounds a little crazy, but I, I had everybody in my life telling me upon meeting my ex that something was off with him, that they were worried I had. And then as things progressed, I started seeing the red flags more clearly. And even with everybody telling me, like, I'm worried for your life, like, I'm worried that he's going to kill you or you're going to end up drinking again because, you know, I'm, I'm sober. Um, so recovery is like a big part of my life. Um, so they were really, really worried. But even with all that, and even with all the evidence laid out on the table, I'll tell you this, it humbled me because I was always one of those people that was like, I would never put up with X, Y, and Z. (laughs) I don't know how anyone does it. You know, I don't know why they don't just leave him or leave her, you know? Um, But until you're in a situation like that, it's really not that simple. It really is not. There is a lot of psychology behind it. Um, And so like when everything first happened, I think I was in I was in shock. I was in, I felt like, I felt like the rug had been pulled from underneath me and I was just falling and I was not going to stop falling. And I didn't know where to go from where I was. So I went from 
that relationship to the world shutting down to moving. It was, it was a lot all at once. And I, I was like, I don't even know. I had to tell myself, get up. Okay. Go work out. Okay. Now, now you have to eat. Now you have to work. Like it was literally like day by day. So for the first couple months, I was in a, in a really dark, like really deep, dark depression. And I was just like robotically living like in a trance almost. And then I just got sick of feeling that way. So I started looking into, um, the things that people have been telling me, like, what, what is, what does this mean? You know, what is this? People keep saying this guy is, you know, um, narcissistically abusive. What does that really mean? You know, and doing my own research and then finding a really good therapist who definitely said what she said. And then, you know, kind of just going from there, slowly picking up the pieces, essentially. I, I started asking the questions, well, forget that. Like, who, what do you, what do you want? Like, who are you? You know, what, what do I want? I, I haven't, I hadn't asked myself what I wanted in so long. It had been years, years. So I started asking myself like, well, what do you want? What is the new person that you're developing into going to want in the future? You know, so it was, um, it was a slow process. <laughs> um, and what's interesting about this is this can relate to different listeners in different ways. Like maybe it mm-hmm. is a partner that they, that they are with, but maybe it's a friend or maybe yes. it's a sibling or maybe it's a yes. parent or maybe mm-hmm. uh, it's a colleague or a client, or maybe it is not a person. Maybe it's just a deal that they made. Uh, mm-hmm. So, so it's a transaction. Maybe it's, it, it's a system that they're a part mm-hmm. of. Maybe it's a job that they have. Maybe it's a boss that they're dealing with. Like this, this negative energy that, that is, is attaching to, to our lives and, and and it can manifest in so many different ways. Um, At some point there's this turning point and usually the turning point, as, as you kind of point out yourself, it's not when other people are warning us. No, because oftentimes that may just, have us dig our heels in more. You know, I'm, I'm certainly yes. guilty of that. You know, when I'm told James, <laughs> yeah. you seem to be, you know, like for me, you know, my thing is, mm-hmm. you know, wasting time on, on endeavors that aren't, aren't yielding. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I might dig my heels in. I'm like, no, I need to prove them wrong. You know, and it's yes. more just now, now my ego's involved. Um, right. mm-hmm. But at some point you reach this, you know, and, and for everyone, it's different, but there's an inciting incident that that creates a turning point. And, and mm-hmm. oftentimes, maybe there needs to be more than one turning yes. point. You know, maybe mm-hmm. it's it's not so much a turning point as it is, uh, you know, a detour that you end up back where you were. And then the next time you take it, maybe you go a little farther away, but you might end mm-hmm. up back and then further away until until you're eventually able to to break free. Um what was it that you kind of learned, uh, whether it was about yourself or ways to strengthen yourself, mm-hmm. uh, that that helped you? I guess two parts. One, see that you wanted something different because you mentioned that you you started to ask yourself, "What do I want?" To start to realize that you wanted something different, and then also that you could achieve something different. Um, was it in like just this setting a vision? Was it in kind of like 
day-to-day changes that you start to see micro results with? I, I'm just kind of curious what that process was like for, for yourself. Well, a couple things like, um, uh, I had a friend, a dear friend tell me at that time, um, he said to me, uh, you know, and he wasn't saying this as it relates to me. Um, it, we were talking about something different and he said, um, people just have to realize in life that no one's coming to save you. And we weren't talking about my situation at all. We were talking about something that he was discussing, but I was like, that, that statement hit me and it hit me hard because growing up little girls from back in the day, and you know, now it's a little different, but Disney, Disney was teaching us that, um, you know, we're, we're okay. We're mediocre, but then like this prince is going to come along and he's going to make our life come like change our life completely and make it a dream come true, you know, and that's applicable flip the gender. It doesn't matter any situation and in any context at any point in your life that like just the sentence, no one is coming to save you. It's so true. And it hit me. And I was like, in the other thing was I was thinking like, okay, well, I didn't get sober to settle you know, and so I'd already had proof, um, personal proof and proof was other people that I had witnessed change their life and turn it around. I've, I met a man who was homeless and when I met him, he was a lawyer, you know? And so I know people can like, people have more resilience than they could ever imagine and more strength than they could ever, ever fathom. And just having that little tiny bit of hope, I was like, yes, I don't know how I'm going to feel better. I couldn't even imagine, honestly, I couldn't even imagine like feeling happy again. Um, I thought I knew logically speaking, I was going to get to a place of being happy again. But like at that point, I didn't see the end of the tunnel. I was like, I don't know when I'm going to be happy again. (laughs) Um, But just those little moments of hope and, you know, have good friends, you know what I mean? Like, good friends are everything in the world. And so it's really important, um, who you surround yourself with and just having, having my friends that were not going through a dark moment at that time, telling me like little tidbits of like really good, wise words, great, great advice. And I really, really listened to it because I was so, I felt so broken. I was like, I'm okay. I'm humbled. I'm willing to take the help. I'm willing to be open to my life, not looking like how I thought it was look going to look. And like, that's okay. And I'm also, um, open to life changing and I'm, I'm open to changing my mind. Cause you know what I think I want in two months, it might change on this journey. I just don't know. But what I do know is, um, I can't ask for help and tell help how to help me. And that's something that was instilled in me when I was getting sober. So I, I kind of applied that to this scenario and was like, okay, I'm just going to ask for help from people that understand and have walked down this path or they can help me with, you know, the psychology behind it so I can work on myself um, so that I can be happy again. And, you know, still continue down that road of helping others. And actually this, this situation was one of the best situations that ever happened to me. And I say that gritting my teeth, but it truly was, I, I got <laughs> my best friends out of the situation. I, um, 
I, I've, I've gone back to school. I want to specialize in PTSD now. Like I've gotten stronger. I, I know who I am. I know where I'm going. I know what I want. And had that not happened, I'm not so sure that I would be in this moment, you know, talking to you on about this. So, you know, I, I believe a lot of things do happen for a reason. Even if we hate it at the moment, we can't see that the, um, the light on the other side of that storm is just, it's just there. It's just waiting. It's waiting for us to see it, you know? Mm -hmm. As you're starting to move yourself in, in a direction that you feel more positive with, you start to get these small wins, you know, and mm -hmm. which, which, you know, to some may seem microscopic or, or insignificant like what does that mean but it could mean everything to you um what are you doing to protect yourself because it could be so easy whether you know it's with the same mm -hmm. bad person or bad system mm -hmm. or bad connection or bad relationship or bad agreement whatever the negative thing was it's not just that it's it's a facsimile of that that can manifest in 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 another person or in mm -hmm. another connection or what do you do to start to protect yourself as you're as you're making progress in a positive direction so that something else is not trying to mm -hmm. to pull you away from from that true north that you set yeah it's um so i'm very empathic and that's great and all but like um that can attract amazing souls, but it can also attract, like you were mentioning earlier, you know, kind of darker, we'll say darker energy. Right. Um, so just realizing one, I can trust my intuition and listening to it. Here's the issue. We all have intuition and we, we could, we all, a lot of the times our intuition is not wrong. The problem is for whatever reason, whether it's an ego defense mechanism or it's a self-doubt thing or, um, not trusting yourself thing, we don't listen to it, you know? And so I've, I've practiced the, 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 the action of listening to my intuition and really, really, really utilizing the art of discernment when it comes to people and realizing that with practice, it's something I'm still working on. Um, I give what I get and I don't mean it like in a, um, tit for tat sort of way. I just mean like, I'm not going to give myself to somebody that I don't know, um, people, whether that be time or whatever, people have to earn that, you know, um, respect is a two way street. I know what my, my, my boundaries are now. I listen to them. Um, I've, and this is still something I'm working on, but like, if I have to say no to something, not over explaining why, you know, and not apologizing, um, for saying no, and not allowing people to um, do the red flags that I ignored before. So like, you know, talking down, condescending, disrespect, stuff. I don't allow it anymore. Um, and setting boundaries with others. And that's been the hardest thing with setting boundaries. And it still is. It's not, if you're not used to setting boundaries, it is the most uncomfortable thing in the world at first. And I will promise you People won't always like you, but that's okay. Um, at the same time, the people that are in your life as a result of you setting boundaries and holding yourself to a higher standard are going to be top quality, amazing, beautiful, inspiring, fantastic individuals. 
one of the examples you gave was setting boundaries could just mean saying no to something and not have to justify mm -hmm. that that no. Um, like I know for me, you know, just a minor pet peeve or I always like that expression from George Carlin. I don't have pet peeves. I have major psychotic fucking breakdowns um, <laughs> is when I choose. I'm very like I don't I'm I'm aware if stuff drains me or I don't I don't mm -hmm. find value in it or benefit in it. So I am not shy about unfollowing shit. I don't want to see on social media. Just not interested. Um, That's good. But mm -hmm. when when that person notices, which, by the way, who who notices that? But when they notice and then they approach you, they're like, why did you unfollow me? I notice you're not following me. And then I have to feel like I have to justify why I chose not to follow them, which, you know, the, the answer is usually somewhere around the realm of either A, I don't like your post, B, I don't like you, or C, <laughs> whatever you post makes me feel bad about me. And either way, yeah. it doesn't fucking matter. I just mm. don't want to see your shit. And you should not have to ask me that. I should not have to justify that. So that's no. what it looks like for me. But um, yes. what are some other examples of like, boundaries that that listeners may have to learn mm -hmm. how to how to set for 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 themselves yeah well no that's a good one kudos that's a that's a really really good one that's what i'm still working on i mean you, you don't you you know energy is in everything um and what you put in your mind what you put behind your eye what you're watching what you're hearing what you're i mean it it all counts and Yes, energy drainers. I mean, honestly, the best way to determine that is how do you physically feel around somebody or watching something or listening to something? If it's not making you feel good, you don't have to do it. Um, but another thing that I that I do is I don't go to the events that I'm not comfortable going to, um, especially if there's going to be people there that I frankly don't like. You know, I don't put myself in a situation to sacrifice my peace of mind for someone else's comfortability. I don't do that anymore. I used to do that all the time. And I, every time I did that, I lost myself a little bit more and a little bit more. And every time I do something like that, or I did do something like that, I was telling the universe, Hey universe, it's okay. People can just like walk all over me. I said this on um, one of my posts recently, would you leave every single door? Like if you lived in a man and not even a mansion, your home, your sanctuary, you left every would you leave every single door unlocked? every single window open late at night. Would you do that during the holiday season? No matter where you live in the world, most people would say, hell no, I wouldn't do that. Why do you leave your soul open to everybody to just come in and like, you know, wreck everything. We have to be mindful who we allow in our sanctuary and our sanctuary is, is our space. And I, I, you know, just as simple, like that person reaching out to you and being like, and I've had this happen too. Like, you know, why did you unfollow me? I'm just curious. It, that's a kind of a passive aggressive guilt trip. And mm -hmm. I don't go, I don't, uh, I don't go for the the games anymore, the mental games. So I just don't play. And that's another thing too. Every time you get caught up in a game of tit for tat with somebody that's not healthy, you're going to lose because they're going to drain you, you know? So just being, being really cautious about where you're spending your energy and on what, because not everybody deserves um, to live, you know, rent free in your mind.
we have so much energy throughout the day and it should be dedicated to, to our lives and making our lives and better, you know, for those of us that we care about and people around us, I mean, and, and nothing else really. The thing you said that just struck such a chord with me is we are not responsible mm-hmm. for how others choose to feel Yes. About the boundaries we are setting. Right. That's way easier said than done. Uh-huh. 100%. <laughs> like I'm dealing with this right now in regards mm-hmm. to, you know, as, as of recording this, we're a few days before Thanksgiving and I have to, I have to deal with um, some individuals maybe coming mm. to dinner, maybe not mm. coming to dinner and how to, how to navigate holidays and, I'm just trying to figure out the path of least resistance in order to not make everyone happy. That's not the point, but to, to reduce the amount of shit that I have to go through. Uh, Mm -hmm. And then I had to remind myself, yeah, I'm not responsible for how other people feel about this, the decisions that I am making Um, that Mm -hmm. I had to remind myself, what advice would you give for others on how they can reinforce in their own mind, the boundaries that they're choosing to set, whether it's physical boundaries, emotional boundaries, mm-hmm. mental boundaries, boundaries on time. There are so many different boundaries that we can set to to protect ourselves, to protect our, our bodies, mm-hmm. to protect our energies. Um, but sometimes these boundaries have to be reinforced. Yeah, they have to be reinforced um, often. <laughs> but a couple of things, I mean, One, and this is easier said than done, but realizing that no matter what you do and what you say, how you dress, (laughs) how you act, what joke you tell or not tell, or um, who you're friends with, who you're not friends with, what line of work you do or don't do, you're going to have people that don't like you. You will have people that don't like you, whether it be they don't like the way you laugh or whether it be they're envious or... I don't know, whatever the reason, you're always going to have people that don't like you. So there's really no point in trying to live a life that seemingly pleases people. The people that are quality people in your life are going to be people that support you as long as what you're doing isn't something that's like sabotaging yourself. You know what I mean? Like if you're on a good path and they can see that you're happy with your life, um, they're going to support you. They're not going to make you feel or lead you to feel, I should say, uh, a certain way about yourself, you know, and um, just knowing that, like knowing I can't please everybody and it is not my job. Um, People aren't going to like me and and I have to be okay with that. Um, Do I like me at the end of the day? Because the thing is, if I don't like me, if I don't have self-worth, how can I, how can I even help other people? You know, because you can't give away what you don't have. So how can I help other people if I'm not giving myself um, my internal boundary, right? Of like showing up for myself when I say I'm going to um, and living the life I preach about, like, don't just say it, just do it, you know, and um, really uh, making sure I'm doing things that honor who I am as a person. Um, But the biggest thing is it all, it all comes down to acceptance of like, not everyone's going to like you. Because a lot of times, like, when we're doing things we really don't want to do, we're doing it to please other people, you know? Um, and so it really does come down to that. Like just realizing that the validation that you may be looking for, and I'm using you as anybody, 
maybe something that only you can give yourself, which isn't the easiest answer, but the, 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 the like on the, the post and the, and the comment below the post, it's not going to feed you. You're, it's not going to feed your soul, you know? And if we rely on those, what we end up doing is we end up sacrificing who we are as people to, to, to please the audience. And, and honestly, I'm, I'm sorry to sound like a, an asshole, but like who, who the fuck is the audience? Mm-hmm. Unless and, they matter. Right. <laughs> well, and that's, but that's exactly it. Um, I think we're listening to people who don't matter. Mm-hmm. And to be clear on that, we determine who matters for us. 100%. So for me, the people that matter to me are my clients, mm-hmm. my target clients, I should say. Because just because someone hires me does not automatically mean all my boundaries come down. Right. And that, and that anything goes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or that I'm not, or that I'm I'm willing to listen to all critiques, right? But the right clients I'm going to listen to, you know, mentors that I choose, people that that support me, people that uh, understand what it is I'm doing. Like there are people in each of our lives whose opinion, whose feedback matters to us. And, and rightfully yeah. so, rightfully so. They're, they're mm-hmm. in our corner. Um, but if they're not on that list, which by the way, should not be a big list. No, <laughs> it's not a popularity thing. No, <laughs> then, keep your circle tight. <laughs> and and it, they, they could even be a group yeah. of people. Like you could have like- yeah three close friends and their opinion mm-hmm. matters. And then you can have like, you can lump all your best clients together as, as your fourth, right? Now you have four signals. And, and if, if, if like your clients, all your clients, so your target clients are saying, well, if they're saying me, James, you're, you're off on this one. Well, that's something I should listen to, right? I, you know, I should mm-hmm. pay attention to, to what my, the clients I am trying to work with are, are trying to tell me, but you know, the person who gives this podcast a one-star review because I curse too much, <laughs> I couldn't give a fuck what they say because it's not for them. No. I'm not doing this for them. The problem no. we make, not just mm-hmm. as entrepreneurs, the problem we make as humans is we give more attention, more energy, and more credence to that one person than we do all the people who are standing in our corner waiting for us to do something amazing. Right. And when we start to shave off all of our edges for the one person, we are ignoring the people who we need to be focused on. Absolutely. And isn't that sad, but that's true. I've done that. I've I've been so guilty of that. 10 people could say that um, they're proud of me and one person that doesn't even matter, that isn't doing anything, anything good for anyone, I should say, can say something just a little off. And I focus mm-hmm. on that. Yep. Yep. It drives you, know? you crazy. Absolutely. Yeah. So what, like, as we go through this, like I, I with everything, I think it's a muscle. Like mm-hmm. the more we exercise our, our diligence in, in boundaries, the, the stronger we will get in setting and maintaining boundaries. But what do you use to 
measure your progress in this journey? Uh, what, what sort of barometer are you using to say like, oh, this is something that I'm very strong in right now. I'm confident in these boundaries as set versus something that maybe you want to work on a little bit more or you want to test yourself on a little bit, a little bit more intentionally. Yeah. Um, having good friends has really truly been monumental in this whole process because they tell me, <laughs> you know, my, my best girlfriends are brutally honest with me. And, in, and I say that in the most lovingly, in the loving way possible, they are amazing, amazing, amazing people. Um, and they will tell me, cause sometimes you don't see your own growth. I mean, you do, but you're not going to see it the way people around you that actually care about you see it, you know? Um, but that's one thing that has made me, you know, go, Oh my gosh, you're right. Another thing is going back and like, when I'm having a day where I'm not giving myself credit and I'm kind of beating myself up, having an off day, I go back and look at pictures from when certain points in my life where I was at my quote unquote lowest, like, so 2020, early 2020. And I compare and it's, the light in my eyes. I know that sounds very whatever, but like, I, it's something like it's in my eyes. You can tell that one on the picture on the left, I'm not happy picture on the right. I'm happy. Um, but also the other thing that's, um, a good parameter for it is how comfortable am I telling people no when I need to, you know, and I'm getting a lot more comfortable with that. Um, am I reacting in a way that I feel like I have to defend myself or am I just simply answering a question? And I'll give you an example. So I, I recently, um, I say recently, this was the beginning of this year and I had forgotten about this, but one of my friends had reminded me, I went out with this guy for a few weeks and he was seemed okay at first. And then he showed, he showed a red flag. He's, he talked down to me and I immediately looked at him and I said, no, and he said, well, what do you mean? No, I said, no, we're not doing this. I don't think we're compatible. And that was it. I cut him off and I was proud of myself. But when I told my friend, she's my best, one of my best friends, she was crying. And she's like, you got to realize like, that is not, that is insane growth. Like that is not, you're not even the same. She's like, I want you to think about like, you're, you went through hell, but like, you're not the same person you were you are not. And you need to really just sit, sit in that, in your body for a moment and, and really focus on that. Um, and then the other thing is like really listening to your body. Here's the thing, your fight or flight system will tell you before you have time, your ego has time to process it. What's going on. You know, you ever gone to a place and you just had a bad feeling about it, or maybe you've met somebody, whether it be in, you know, in the, in the, the, the workforce, you know, the business, whatever, wherever it's at. And you're like, I just don't, this person, I don't know, there's something off with them. Listen to that because it, it's, it's there to protect you, you know, just like really listening to your intuition and really like what you were saying, you know, uh, people that are good in your life. Yeah. Hearing them out, but make sure we're, we're, you know, we're not getting advice from the people that don't matter. Just really listening mm -hmm. to the people that have our backs you know, how did we meet again? Remind me. Um, I think it was, oh my gosh. Okay. So it was in 2018 and I want to say it was social media. And I, here's the thing. I wanted to go to fitposium mm -hmm. and I, the, the year, the first year that I was going to be able to go was the year that I was in that relationship. Mm. 
And so anytime I wanted to do something amazing, shut it down, you know? Okay. See, I, yeah. and maybe I don't remember because I thought it was from that other event that I used to speak at. Um, well, I really got connected with you for Fitposium, but yes, I think I first heard of you at the other event mm-hmm. and that would have been in 2015, 2014 mm-hmm. or 15. Cause I, I first Earlier. moved to California. Yeah. I first moved Earlier. to California in 2013. Yeah. It might've been October. 2012 or 2013 is yeah. the last time I did it. Um, okay. The reason I bring it up is mm-hmm. as an example, when I launched Fiposium uh, mm-hmm. in 2015, um, we had, I mean, we sold it out. Great event. Very excited about the Monday now mm-hmm. after the event. So I think it was on a Friday or Saturday. So two days later, I get an email from all of them uh, the from this event that, and, and for listeners, this was an event. I was never an employee of this event. I was never an owner of this event. I was an independent contractor hired to speak and take photos at this event. Um, these individuals and, and all of them, Gary Clark, Natalie, I think it was just Gary Clark, Natalie, um, email me and, to blast me for starting my own event. And they said, you know, how could you do this? You should have asked our permission to start your own event. And mm. I was like, what? Like, no, no. First off, fuck you. Um, second off, <laughs> like, isn't this what you're espousing that people should be, be entrepreneurs and, and be setting off to create their own things. And when someone does that, you get upset at them that that seems odd. Uh, but it was, it was a clear indication of, well, who am I doing this for? Am I mm-hmm. creating this conference and, and, and gathering together this community to, appease a bunch of people who I chose not to work with anymore? No, Mm -mm. no. Uh, I'm doing it for the people who showed up at the event, who, who did the work at the event, who are focused Mm -hmm. on, on their growth and, and on, and on doing the hard work that it takes to create something that never existed before. Um, So that was a very easy email to give a middle finger to. Yeah. Whereas, (laughs) You know, had I gotten that email maybe a few years prior, mm-hmm. that might have devastated me. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yep. Yep. Hmm. It's interesting. It is so interesting. But I'll just go back to like the fact that it is a muscle. It is a muscle. And it's 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 not it and honestly, it's not easy to do at first. It's not. It does get easier, but it's not easy to do at first. Mm-hmm. Cause you, I, you know, I, warning, you will, you will aggravate people, especially people yeah. that know you at a certain level. And that certain level was a doormat. You will piss people off when you start sticking up for yourself and you start stepping into your own fucking power and going for the things that you want to go for in life. And really, really just honoring who you are as a person, it's going to aggravate, it's going to aggravate some people, but those are the people that you don't um, want in your life anyway, mm-hmm. to be completely blunt. Um, but it'll piss people off. Yeah. And it could you know? be people that may have mattered at one point, but don't matter anymore. Correct. 
Like that, yes. that could be, it's not, it's not that everyone is a bad, like it, this is not black or white, good or evil, you know, right, it, right, 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 right. It, this yeah. is about understanding what mm. your direction is, what you want, what you desire to achieve and who matters in those goals. And that could change Correct. over time. And you, that's something else you have the right to do is change that yes, over time. You, you have agency yep. over that. Yeah. And we do have agency. And that's something that a lot of us, um, a lot of people in general forget. We have agency, mm -hmm. you know, we do over our minds, over our bodies and who we allow in our space and um, what we want to do with our life. Even if it's like as crazy as, you know what, friends, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. Okay. Mm -hmm. Do it. <laughs> do mm -hmm. it no matter what just fucking do it yeah tell tell everyone you know that you're going to do something on your own that you're going to be an entrepreneur and you'll find out real quick who supports mm -hmm. exactly real yep. fast oh yeah and and who thinks you should you know maybe maybe get a safe job yeah maybe, maybe keep those benefits yeah mm. well and some people are scared and you know, they may not mean negatively or anything. And they're saying it out of like, Oh, are you sure? And then you also, you will have people too, that will, they're naysayers and they're naysayers because you're, you're daring to do something that they wish they could do that they can do, but they're choosing to stay comfortable. That is such an amazing point you just brought up, which is people may detract you from your vision for different reasons. Some do it mm -hmm. intentionally and thus maliciously. Yeah. Some do it by projecting their own fear onto you. Yes. You can't allow that either. No. And you can, it doesn't mean you have to cut people out or anything. That's, no, I don't, no, I don't no, advocate no. that. But mm -mm. to have very clear, once again, boundaries of, you know, I understand that my decision to do X, Y, Z makes you uncomfortable, makes you nervous, you don't agree with it, or, you know, brings up stuff that that you're nervous about. I just ask that as your son, as your partner, as your friend, as your colleague, mm -hmm. whatever it is, that you just trust I know what I'm doing. Yes. You just respect And I've my had decision. that conversation. <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. I've had that exact. In fact, when I wanted to move to California, because I'm from North Carolina, um, I had my friends and family, they did support me. They did. But a lot of them were fearful, you know, and they're like, are you sure? Like, California is a big state. You don't really know any people out there. You don't know hardly anybody out there. And um, things are different. A weird, weird fact to point out. It's a big state. Like as if that <laughs> as if that means anything. Like it doesn't mean anything. it's it's big. It's big. There are lots of cities in California. Especially yeah, might be a it, challenge. There's a lot of square footage yeah. in, in the state of California. So, yeah. you know, eh, maybe maybe stay uh, where are they from? Like Maryland? Yeah. Well, and well, and a lot of people that I knew and um, just a lot of people in general, I mean, they do, a lot of people do live where they grew up. If they want that wonderful, mm -hmm. um, that's fine. You know, and I love visiting North Carolina. I'm not saying any, I, I love it. I love, I wish my family would move out here, but it's fine. Um, <laughs> but I do enjoy going back East and visiting and having a blast. I just knew that for me, like my soul belongs on the West coast. I just, knew it I knew it and 
I knew it from the moment that I visited California for the first time ever in my early 20s. And I, I couldn't stop thinking about it. And I'm like, I have to at least try. And then if it, I don't like it, guess what? I can come back. But I'm not somebody that likes to have regrets. So I'd rather just do something and it not work out and kick me in a direction that I'm supposed to be in rather than sit in my comfortable little recliner chair in the comfort of my little bubble <laughs> and not risk it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Melissa, this has been absolutely delightful. I literally like have talked to you for hours and, and can continue talking to you for more hours. Um, but where can listeners go to be able to connect with you themselves, learn more about you uh, and, and, and be able to be uh, abreast of all the amazing work that you're doing. Thank you so much. This has been awesome. And yeah, absolutely. People can, um, I have a, a, a podcast called getting soul fit podcast. It's available on Spotify and iTunes and Google podcasts, or people can um, just hit me up on IG <laughs> at the Melissa page. Perfect. And we're going to make sure those links are in the show notes, Melissa. Absolutely a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the Beyond the Image podcast. Please follow, like, and review wherever you happen to listen to the show. And if you want to connect to me, you can find me at jamespatrick.com, Instagram at jpatrickphoto, or you can text me any of your marketing questions to 480-605-3254. Thanks again.